0: I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You can't push forward if you won't stand up. Straighten your spine. It's high noon for Thursday, October 29th, 2020. Follow the podcast on Instagram and parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Do that thing and then go rate me on iTunes. And that's all I have to say about that. So first, I have to start out by issuing an apology to the drinkers of pumpkin spice lattes. I have been informed that there are Trump supporters who also drink pumpkin spice lattes. So I will find a different beverage to make fun of. And that's the best I can do. I can account for what I got wrong. I can apologize. I can try to do better. And you have my word. Did I sound like a politician? So, first thing. I uh, recorded, as I said on this podcast, uh, with John Wood Jr. His podcast is called The Braver Angels Podcast. That was, I think... Friday of two weeks ago, so nearly three weeks ago now, and I hit him up two weeks ago, and I said, "Hey, man, is the uh, is the episode coming out? Like, let me know when it drops so that I can help you promote it." And he was like, "Top of next week." So I'm like, "Cool." This is last week now, and uh, it's not there Monday. It's not there Tuesday. They post another podcast. I'm like, "Huh, that's interesting." It's not there Wednesday. It's not there whatever. You know, still not there. It's Thursday this week. So I hit him on Tuesday and I was like, hey, man, can you like let me know what's up with the podcast? Like if it's not going to be put up, maybe you could just send me the audio so I can put it up. And uh, he was like, oh, man, it's just been uh, like getting it produced and finished. And I'm like, sure, sure. okay." And he says it should be up tomorrow morning. And this was on Tuesday. So it wasn't up yesterday. It's still not up today. And I'm not implying anything bad. I like John. He came on my old show. Good dude. I trust him. But it should be up or I should know what's going on. And I don't understand what's happening there. And I want to tell you why I am slightly suspicious because, you know, he decided, as I think I said, that we, uh, that I would come in. He would have his producer, a Biden voter, a liberal, uh, friend of his debate me. And I was like, yeah, sure, man, I'll talk to anybody. That's great. And uh, so we went in, we did it. And the producer friend started off like talking about how he can't, can't wait to see Trump in jail and expected me to just be like, Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, there's other reasons. And instead I go for what? And then he starts you know, rattling off the things that they do, and I keep challenging them, and the truth is he doesn't know what he's talking about. And we kind of replayed that scenario like, God, in every exchange for the rest of the the show. And my impression was that he was kind of shell-shocked and that he knew what just happened to him and did not expect it. And so I walked out of that room that day thinking, they're either going to cut the shit out of that or they're not going to air it. And in that conversation, I brought up things like uh, the Senate report on Hunter Biden's activities. And I brought up uh, this stuff about Hillary spying on Trump's campaign. All of this, by the way, is true. And I have explained it on this podcast plenty of times. If you even... Restrain yourself only to the major newspapers, you can still put this story together. And that's, you know, the sort of thing that I used controlled demolition to do, although not about that subject, obviously. And so I imagine that the producer knows he got his ass absolutely destroyed. What he's, And I said to myself, you know what he's going to do? He's going to know that, and then he's going to try to convince John that what I was saying was some brand of disinformation and that they wouldn't play it before the election. And so I don't want anybody to, like, push on John to do that. If John's listening, man, tell me what's going on. But uh, I just want to see if that turns out to be true. Because that's very interesting. And that's, that becomes a manipulation. You know what I mean? So we're going to see about that. Uh, if you guys don't pay any attention to Project Veritas, I really, really suggest that you do. I know it's like the danger zone because people will say it's all conspiracy theory and garbage. James O'Keefe gets stuff the same way normal journalists get stuff. He just happens to put it on video. Normal journalists will develop uh, dishonest relationships with people who they then use as sources, or they will have people all over the place, like all over Washington, D.C. I'm talking about D.C. journalists, political journalists. They'll have sources all over the place, and at any time, they can ask that person, and they will say the thing that they want to say. They'll just go to whoever they want to go to to get the answer they want. And then they'll say, like a senior official at the Pentagon said, or like a high-level official at the Department of Homeland Security. And, in fact, they did do exactly that. The quote-unquote anonymous op-ed writer in the New York Times from a couple years ago came out as someone who had literally never been around the president and is now just a talking head on CNN who is anti-Trump. And so the New York Times led people to believe that it was, in fact, John Kelly who was the anonymous op-ed writer, knowing that it's not. They made it sound like he was a much more important figure than he actually was. And the guy wrote a book And published a book and people believe that too. The media will do all of this. But people are worried about hidden cameras recording real people doing the things that they really do. And he gets pushed to the fringe And called irresponsible and you can't trust him and all that, right? So this week he's been dropping these videos about a woman whose personal business is going around communities collecting petitions, trading gifts for votes, helping people change their ballots after she knows what it says, And she's paid very well for it. And she's not the only one. There is a reason that Democrats get ridiculous support from poor people in urban communities and old people. We're talking about people who potentially wouldn't vote at all because they're so screwed constantly by both sides. But someone like this rolls along and says, here, I'll give you this thing. If you'll give me your ballot and just fill this out, like you're a Democrat, right? And they'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. This is happening all over the country, and it has happened for a very long time. That's why the voter laws I keep talking about are so important because they keep making this stuff easier and easier and easier. Okay? So and then just to just to wrap up this whole thought, but check out Project Veritas. You should, it's important. But I was also kind of uh pondering on the whole voting process in terms of what I told you guys yesterday about my in-person uh voting process. So When you do one of these mail-in votes, they have a tracker so that you can see you voted, right? Now, if they think that you are a likely Republican voter or that they can see the ballot and determine that you are a Republican voter, they could just forget to tally that ballot. And then everyone who isn't tracking their ballot won't know at all. Because they'll just be like, ah, whatever, I'm sure it's there. And many of the people who are tracking their ballot will be like, oh, they never got my ballot. I still want to go vote. But there is an entire group of people there who, for whatever reason, will not be able to go show up at the polls. And so now you've just disenfranchised all those people because your system didn't work. And is the failure an accident or is it intentional? I have a friend who uh, is in a different state than his main residence where he's registered to vote. He sent away from this other state that he's been staying in. He sent away for his ballot two and a half months ago, his absentee ballot. He got it yesterday, and it was only postmarked two days prior. So in that Democrat run county, he did not get his ballot his ballot application, his ballot request processed for two and a half months. That is not election security, and that is not. Proof that mail-in voting is good. And now you can see how they abuse these statistics. If they're doing voter fraud intentionally and systemically, how is anyone going to find that out? Of course, the instances will be few and far between that the media actually bothers reporting, even though there are stories Like I say all the time, there are voter fraud stories coming out almost every day. Three or four a week, I would say. And everyone ignores them. You post about it, Instagram's going to flag you. Oh, and speaking of Instagram, guys, I think it's probably a really good idea to turn off all of your auto updates on apps, particularly social media. But I... Personally, I'm going to turn off all the auto updates on all my devices because I don't trust the tech companies at all anymore. So the Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, and Sundar Pichai from Google testified yesterday. I hope you watched the Ted Cruz clip. That was great. But they were also asked, do you have any examples of having ever done this to any liberal outlet? Anyone that's non-conservative, a celebrity, an outlet. And Jack Dorsey couldn't answer. But that wasn't even the only problem. They also asked these guys if they had themselves any evidence that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. And of course, they all said no. Now, one thing that I think has been overlooked in this scenario is what exactly happened, like the timeline of events, because Facebook and Twitter acted real fast. Like before the story could have spread far and wide, Twitter and Facebook shut it down on the basis that they publicly said was because it was hacked material and Russian disinformation. They had absolutely no evidence of that, and they made the move unilaterally to shut that story down and they did that before the hunter laptop story as truth went far and wide so it's not just that they are trying to sow doubt about the underlying information it's that they're actually trying to manipulate the speed by which a population comes to believe things because there's no way that new york that the uh, new york post would have been ignored completely like this, had big tech not done what they did. But by doing that, at the speed they did it, they put the, this story is fake narrative out prior to the story really coming out to anyone. Like a few of us, if we were online at the time and people were talking about it, we knew about it. But to everyone else, they heard, faster that that story was a complete hoax and fabrication and that now nothing about that story should be believed at any point because, of course, they've already adopted the notion that it's fake. And then they were told that 50 former intelligence officials agreed that it might be fake. And that was enough for them to say, oh, yeah, that's fake. They are manipulating the speed of belief, not just what we believe. They are manipulating the speed of it. They are making it impossible for anyone, not for anyone, for enough of a critical mass to accept these views as legitimate and important. They're making it impossible. Now, the people who are paying enough attention are able to break this down further and think about it, and they'll see through it. And the fact is, these companies are just overexposing themselves to the point where they are actually just making everyone see it. But I actually think that Twitter was up to something else yesterday, too. And the timeline of events, the Russian disinformation narrative was delivered by the tech companies not by the media and not by your stupid friends it came directly from tech with without this disinformation and censoring operation from from social media everyone would have realized that the story was true when the biden campaign didn't counter it and that none of the media organizations actually took the claims as serious and debunked them. Because none of that has happened still. The Biden campaign and Joe Biden himself have not denied the authenticity of the laptop or anything on it. It has been verified by external sources. The Senate committee, a Senate committee yesterday, yesterday verified that the information from Tony Bobolinsky, who was interviewed by Tucker Carlson, was in fact true and authentic. None of this story is a lie. None of it is disinformation. None of it is a smear campaign. All of it is world changing news that people are denying on purpose. So this wasn't about censoring the story because they probably know that they can't do that. It was about having people already inhabit a false narrative and then feel like they are being attacked when the truth is given to them. And you see the, the blocking of the story became the story, right? And People like on my side are like, yeah, good. Well, now everybody's seeing what's happening. And, and yes, that's true. But while what they did might make us less trusting of them, the size of the story actually trained us, all of us, to expect that. What is stopping Twitter from doing this all the time, right after the election? People don't hear what they want. Responsible news outlets try to report the truth. And then before anyone else can even hear the story, Twitter and Facebook have blocked the story. And Google, probably, that'll be their first block of a story, like full-on, this isn't on Google kind of thing. I mean, they're already manipulating the search results. Try to type in. This is a good one. In a normal world, Tony Bobolinski would be one of the most important names on the Internet right now. It's not profane. It's not anything. Type it letter by letter into Google search and see... If they ever suggest his name or actually do, I think what I actually did was Biden, Tony Bobolinsky. just type it in, try it, see if it works. Maybe it'll suggest things to you. Maybe it's changed since yesterday, but you can see in your real life how like with real proof that you can try yourself on just about anything. I mean, basically everybody has some sort of wild belief, right? Ask your friends who are arguing with you, like, hey, do you have any, like, kind of outside-the-bounds beliefs? And if they tell you one of those, if it's something that Google would block, and they know is true, ask them to search it on Google and see what they get. And then be like, hey, you know that this is the game that's being played on you about everything else, right? So Twitter has put this blocking of the New York Times story out so far and so wide. Everybody pretty much knows about it. And they're already happy about it because it's helping them. So now they have an emotional connection to this action. They also feel that the 2016 election was stolen from them. They believe in the Steele dossier and the Russian collusion hoax. They believe Mueller really found stuff. They believe Trump should have been impeached. They believe the central coronavirus narrative. They believe that masks work. They believe that violence in all the cities around the country was justified because of, quote, unquote, police brutality against black Americans and they still have us locked down. How is that a smart person? And the thing is, this same group of people, rather than finding out if Twitter is doing one of the most dystopian, authoritarian things that can be done... They assume that Twitter is operating on their behalf and responsibly. And that's why they shut it down. Because Twitter is responsible and Twitter knows all. So when new information breaks, they know within two or three minutes. Whether or not it's Russian disinformation, even though the intelligence community, the actual one, says it is not Russian disinformation. Even though the 50 former intelligence officials do not even say themselves that they have any evidence at all that the laptop nor its contents are inauthentic. And this stuff keeps happening. The same process by which people take on new beliefs. Joe Biden's people are not saying that the laptop is fake, that the emails are fake, that the stuff on that computer was fake, or that Tony Bobolinsky's a liar. They're not saying any of that stuff, they're not addressing it at all when they do address it Joe Biden doesn't say no I was not involved in my son's dealings anymore he says look come on man here's the deal the entire the, the entire intelligence I mean community the entire intelligence community look i've been totally cleared man Come on. You know your paper and its reputation. Get out of here, man. Do You want to do push-ups? I'll take you back behind the schoolyard. That's how Biden reacts. And they're not denying any of it. They're not denying any of it. It doesn't matter what your stupid friends say. They are not denying any of it. Why isn't the Biden campaign denying it? Why isn't the Biden campaign denying it? Why isn't the Biden campaign denying it? Until they can answer that, do not proceed in the conversation. Are the emails fake? Are the emails fake? Are the emails fake? Every single thing they say, until they say yes or no, just ask, are the emails fake? They will spin out of control. Their heads will explode and they'll get angry. And at that moment, be like, look how angry you are because you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And so I had a friend write me this morning. Someone had told her that, you know, there's, let me, let me rewind a second and set this up. So yesterday on Tucker Carlson's show, he announced that a uh, dossier, just kidding, a series of documents that provide damning evidence against Joe Biden had arrived at their New York office. Tucker at the time was in Los Angeles interviewing Tony Bobolinsky. the producer in New York went to one of the major shipping companies, and by that you have to assume he means uh, UPS or FedEx, and had these documents overnighted to Los Angeles. Now, the documents never arrived. At a sorting center, an employee noticed that the envelope had been torn open and the contents were removed. These people... These Biden voters, these very, very smart, very successful, very, very talented people are saying that the entire thing was concocted from nothing. Tucker just made up this story to convince people something nefarious was going on because that's how the media reacted. That became the central narrative. And now these people woke up this morning, read that, and then went with it. And they went with it hard. Then it turns out a few hours later, Fox made copies of the documents. So you lied. You blew it. You were already proven wrong a couple hours later. And the reason is because you accepted the central narrative without checking it at all. Right? So what's next? Now you say, well, hey, you know, that's not actually not true. Fox, Fox kept copies of the documents. They just weren't reading the documents last night. And they said what had happened to the original documents. So there's two stories. One of the stories is what's on the documents. And maybe we will find out. Hopefully we will. If they want to say that they kept copies of the documents, they should do this story soon. Otherwise, people just won't trust the fact that they kept the copies. But you already lost on, on one of the lies, and now they will double down onto another one, okay? They will probably say that the copies don't exist in the way I just described. Then the copies will come out, and they'll say that they're not true, Because they're not the originals. And they will deny it again. And then they will say, well, why does Tucker Carlson have that? He's not even a good journalist. He's a hack. He's a racist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. His lawyers said everything in his show wasn't totally true. Duh. But that's what they'll do. And then they'll start trying to attach you to Tucker Carlson, you to conspiracy theorists everywhere, and then eventually they will get mad enough to start personally insulting you. And so have one of these conversations with these people. And then after you're done with their conversation and they take every single one of these steps, play this two minutes for them. It is so easy to figure out what these people are going to say next. Like I talk about predictions and stuff. Part of that, again, I've I've kind of explained this. I don't think that I'm like the amazing Kreskin. I still don't know if that's his name. I should have looked it up. But I do it to say this information is available. If you think about it enough, you can um, see where this st- where these trends are leading. And then when it comes true, When they try to deny it, you're already prepared to hold the belief and you know the facts of the story before everyone else. And you've already considered the possibilities. And so you're able then to separate truth and fiction in a way that they aren't. Remember, not only do they know anything you think, they barely know anything they think. All of us All of us know what they think. And all of us know what we think. We have more information than they do because we have considered counter narratives to their information and they have not. And so I posted this earlier on Instagram. I'm actually kind of proud of this one because uh, it was inspired about an insight that I don't believe... I've had before. So here it is. I'm going to partially read this and I'll probably interrupt myself. You know how I am. I wrote Donald Trump is infinitely smarter than every Biden voter. You're faced with the most important decision in your life and you didn't once consider you might be wrong. You were confused about good and evil. You're entirely unable to separate reality and fiction. You're scared and angry and confused all the time. Few of us are, I assure you. And I am certain that's true. I know that there's people that are nervous about the polls and nervous about what's coming after. But very, very few of us are con- confused the way they are. And it's not even close. And by the way, some of this, we are in scary times. It's not a, it's not bad to be scared or nervous. It's a strange fucking time. But the way you react to that is keep yourself informed trust the people around you and stay faithful that people who can do things you can't are good enough at those things to do them. So continuing, if the worst about Trump is true, you know exactly what you're dealing with. If the worst about Joe is true, there is no comparison. Joe Biden would be among the worst figures in the world in the last 40 years. Now, If the worst about Trump is true, if he's racist, if he's an authoritarian demagogue, if he wants to be a dictator, if he wants to steal the election, why is there no proof of any of that? Right? Even if you think he's a really uh, like a total dirtbag from his life before and that he lies and and is, is bad in business, that's all you've got. He didn't start any wars. The economy didn't crash. He didn't do any of the things you think he did since he started running for president. You can't prove any of it. The Joe Biden stuff can all be proven. And what he has done, Joe Biden is one of the worst men in the last hundred years. He's far worse than Nixon. He literally sold out the foreign policy with co-conspirators, by the way, to our most deadly adversaries and has compromised national security beyond any conceivable bounds. All of what is happening right now is the result of corruption of Joe Biden and people like him. Although right now he's number one. He deserves to be counted among the worst villains of the 20th century. And he's off to a real hot start in this one. Continuing. Why is the media hiding the one about Joe, the story about Joe? Because it's a lie? No. No one can be stupid enough to believe that this whole story is a lie, and therefore it needed to be completely silenced and not covered by anyone, and that race-baiting riots in Philadelphia and coronavirus are the biggest stories in the world, and so they're, you know, they're making it even scarier. Again, Florida has been open for five weeks now. And there's no spike, there's no problem, there's no nothing. Fully fucking open. Filled football stadiums open. Back to the thing. The worst about Joe Biden is true. It's proven. The only reason you don't believe it is because you haven't looked. You haven't looked because you know it's true, but you don't want to face it. Whatever you call someone who cowers from the most important decisions in their lives. Smart isn't one of them. And this characterizes every single Biden voter. There is not one of them who's as smart as Donald Trump. Donald Trump figured out how to win an American election Against every old guard institution, and then fight them off for four years and then win another election while exposing the media and all of the old guard as corrupt and waking the entire society up to it. And Biden voters think they're smart. Trump said it to Joe Biden on the campaign stage and it was beautiful. He said, don't don't ever use the word smart around me, Joe. And he's fucking right. I'm sorry that he can't communicate in the way your soft little ears like to hear him. But what this man's done is magnificent. And so of course they're employing every possible dystopian strategy. This is the stuff of scary sci-fi movies and it's happening because a collection of people are too stupid to consider whether or not they might be wrong that is total narcissistic self-obsession you are the dystopia i will be back tomorrow In fact, you know what? I think I'm going to be back Saturday and Sunday, too, just because it's leading up to the election. And if shit goes south, I will probably just continue doing it seven days a week. And then, you know, obviously, like if we have the wonderful red wave that I can't wait to watch. Then hopefully that will not be necessary. But otherwise, I'll keep going every day because shit is flying so fast. And uh, I mean, I listen to podcasts every day because I want to know what I'm missing, too. And it's important to be able to get stuff from people you can trust. Like, again, guys, I'll say this every show now. I'm going to start. Maybe I'll just start doing segments on Dan Bongino's segments. The guy is so good. You guys have to follow him for real. Um, And obviously, if anyone knows him, put my ass in touch fast. I'll be back tomorrow. Same reasonable time. Same Reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to Hope's Fall. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'mYourModerator.substack.com, I'm your where you can donate.